Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Dumb Witch Horror by H.P. Lovecraft Chapter 10 In the end, the three men from Arkham, old, white-bearded Dr. Armitage, stucky, iron-grey Professor Rice, and lean, youngish Dr. Morgan, ascended the mountain alone after much patient instruction regarding its focusing and use. They left the telescope the frightened group that remained in the road. As they climbed, they watched closely by those whom the glass was passed around. It's hard going, and Armitage had to be helped more than once. High above the tolling group, the great swathe trembled. His hellish maker repassed with snail-like deliberateness. Then it was as a, then it was obvious that the pursuers were gaining. Curtis Watley of the undecayed branch was holding the telescope for the Arkham party detoured radically from this wave. He told the crowd of men who were openly trying to get the subordinate peak, which overlooked this wave at a point consistently ahead where the shrubbery was now bending. This indeed proved to be true. Part of it seemed to gain a minor revelation. Only a short time of visible blasphemy had passed it, when Wesley Corey, who had just taken the glass, cried out that Armitage was adjusting the sprayer which Rice held, that something must be about to happen. The crowd stirred uneasily, recalling the sprayer expected to give the unseen horror a moment of visibility. Two or three men shut their eyes, but Curtis was orderly, snapped back the telescope and strained his vision to the utmost. He saw that Rice from the party point of vantage, above and behind the enemy, an excellent chance of spreading a potent power the, with marvellous effect. Those of that telescope saw only an instant's flash, a grey cloud, a cloud about the size of Montfrey's side, large building. Near the top of the mountain, Curtis had held the instrument, dropped it, a piercing shriek in an ankle deep mud of the road he reeled, and would have crumbled to the ground, and not two or three others seized and said it him. All he could do was moan, half ugly, Oh my, oh my God, what, that, that. There was no, there was a pandemonium of questioning. Only Henry Wheeler thought to risk it a fallen telescope and wipe it clean of mud. Curtis was about to pass all coronation. The even isolated replies were almost too much for him. Bigger and burn, only the squirming ropes. Oh, so are shaped like a hen, big, bigger. Anything with dozens of legs and hog eggs that half shut up when they step. Nothing solid about it. All but all but like jelly, and made uncertain like wiggling ropes. Pushed close together, great bulging eyes all over it. Ten or twenty mouths, the trunks are stitching, but all along the sides, big as stovepipes, and all the tossing and opening and shuttering, all grey with kind of blue or purple rings, all golden heaven, with her face on the top. His final memory ever, it was, 
proved too much for poor Curtis. He collapsed completely before he could say no more. Could say more. Fred Farr and Will Hutchins carried him to the roadside and laid him in the damp grass. Henry Miller, trembling down, returned to the rescue telescope on the mountain to see what he might. Through the lenses was discernible three tiny figures apparently running toward the summit as fast as the steep inclined the land. Only these, nothing more. Then everyone noticed a strangely unseasonable noise in the deep valley behind. Even the underbrush was sent on him itself. It was a piping of numbered whirlwheels and a shrill chorus. It seemed like a note of tense and evil expectancy. I also now took the telescope. We pulled the three figures and standing on the topmost ridge, virtually level with the altar stone. But at no considerable distance from it, one figure, he said, seemed to be rising its hands above its head at rhythmic intervals. As Sayo mentioned, circumstances, the crowd seemed to fail. You have a faint half musical sound of distance. As if a live touch of the company, accompanying the gestures, a weird silhouette on that remote peak must have been a spectacle of infinite grotesqueness and impressiveness. And Ozawa was a good a mood for aesthetic apprehension. Well, I guess he was saying spell, whispered Wheeler, as he sat back. The telescope, the whirly walls of piping wildly, a singly curious regular rhythm, white, unlike that of a visible ritual. Suddenly the sunshine seemed to lessen without the intervention of any discernible crowd. It was a very peculiar phenomenon, a plainly marked by all. Rumbling sounds seemed brewing beneath the hills, mixed strangely with coordinate rumbling, which clearly came from the sky. Lightning flashed aloft, the wandering crowd looked in vain for the potence of the storm. The chanting of the men from Markham now became unspeakable, and we just saw through the glass, they were all, all raising their arms in rhythmic incarnation. From some farmers far away came the frantic barking of the dogs. The dogs. Change in the quality of daylight increased. The crowd gazed at a rising in wonder. A purplish darkness born of nothing more than a spectacle but deepening. The sky blue pressed down upon the rumbling hills. The lightning flashed again, somewhat brighter than before. The crowd fancied it shone a certain mistiness around the altar stone. On a distant height. No one had ever been using the telescope at that instance. Whirling wheels continued a regular pulsation, venom done which braced themselves tensely against some implorable menace in which the atmosphere seemed subcharged. Without warning came those deep, crackled, roaches vocal sounds which will never leave the memory of the second group who heard them. Second group, group who heard them. Not for many human throat were they born. From the organs of man can yield no such acoustic perversions. Rather, one would have said they came from the pit itself. Not their souls been so, had they not their souls been so unstately altar stone on the peak. It's almost erroneous to call them sounds at all. There's so much of their ghastly infrabase tone bay spoke to the dim seats of consciousness, a terror far subtler than the ear.
What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. One that's do so nice, it falls instinctively, though vaguely, that of a half articulate words. They were loud, loud as the rumblings and thunder above which they echoed. Yet did they come from no, no visible being? Because imagination might suggest conjectural resource, while the non-visible beings huddled crowd in the mountains, base huddled all closer, and winced as if in expectation of a blow. Yakaha, Yahakaha, Titatakakaha, Yoka, Yuxareth rang the hideous croaking out of space. Yokahali, Neklaha. The spiking impulse seemed to fall to the air. There's some frightful psychic power struggle going on. And he really strained his eye, a telescope, but saw only three to crystally the shallowed human figures on the peak, all moving their arms firstly. In strange dresses as the incarnation drew nearer in, com- in culmination. From that black well, that what black wells of uh, cherubic fear or feeling, that what from what unplumbed um, gulfs of extra cosmic consciousness, obscure, long lamented her territory, were his half articulate thunder croaking drawn. Presently they began to gather renewed force and coherence. They grew in stark, utter, intimate frenzy. Yaraha, Yaraha, Niara, Niara, Ahara, Ahara. Help, help, Hifa, Hifa, Father, Father, Yok, Serverhof. That was all. A padded group in the road, still reeling. And the indestructible English syllables that had poured thickly and thunderously down from the frantic vacancy beside that shocking altar stone, but never to hear such syllables again. Instead, they jumped violently. The terrific report, which seemed to rend these hills, a deafening cataclysmic appeal, whose source to be in earth a sky no hearer, was able to. To place a single lightning bolt shot from the purple zenith to Alderstone, a great tidal wave of booless fouls, inscribable stench swept down from the hill to all the countryside. Trees, grass, underbrush, the whip whipped into a fury, the frightened crowd at the mountain's base, weakened by the evil factor that seemed to have to investigate them, but almost hurled off their feet. Dogs held from a distance. Green grass and foliage wilted to the curious, sickly grey grey of a field. 
and forests were scattered the bodies of dead wounded wolves. Bills the stench left quickly, but the vegetation never came right again. To this day there is something queer and holy about the growths on and around the fearsome hill. Consequently, was only just regaining consciousness when the welcome men came slowly down the mountain in beams of sunlight once more brilliant and untainted. They were grave and quiet, and seemed shaken by memories and reflections, even more terrible than those which had been reduced the group of natives to the state of Carole carried quivering. In reply to jumbled questions, they only shook their heads and reformulated one vital fact. The thing has gone forever, Armitage said. It had been split up into what it was originally made of and could never exist again. It, an, it was an impossibility in the normal world. Only the last faction was really the matter. Really matter in any sense we know, like it was like its father. Most of it has gone back to him, some vague realm of dimension, outside our material universe, some vague abyss out of which only the most accursed rites of human blasphemy would ever have called him for a moment on the hills. There was a brief silence in that the pools of scattered senses. Poor Curtis Whitley began to knit. Back into sort of continuity, so he put his hands to his head with a moan. Memory seemed to pick itself up before he left off. A horrorous sight prostrated him, burst him upon him again. Oh my God, that half face, that half face on top of it, that face with the red eyes, uncreatly unbeen aware. Oh no chin like the Whitley's, it was an octopus, centipede, spider kind of thing. And it was a half-shaped man's face on top of it. He looked like it was his Whitley's, only it was yours on yours across the street. He paused exhausted. The whole group of natives stared in bewilderment, not quite crystallising fresh terror. Only old Zebulon Whitley, who wondering remembered ancient things, like who had been silently before spoken aloud. Fifteen years gone. Remember, you heard all what they say. You heard somebody, you heard a child on liberty calling his father's name at the top of St. Will. And George Osborne interrupted him, questioning like a man of you. What was it? Was it? What was it? And the owl. And any owl ever did young, what was it? What they call it about? The only here it came from. Auntie chose his words carefully. It was, well, it's mostly kind of false. Doesn't belong in our pot space. Kind of force acts and grows and shapes so by other laws than those of our sort of nature. We have no business calling in such things. Outside and only very wicked people, very wicked cops ever tried to. There was some of it in Wilbury, Wilbur Watley himself, enough to make a devil precocious runs on him. And make his passing out of pretty out a pretty terrible sight. I'm going to burn his accursed diary. If you men are wise, you'd, you'd die and make that altar stone up there and pull down all the rings, saying stones on other hills. Things like that brought down the beings where those Watleys were to fond, so fond of. The beings are going to let in the tangibility, wipe out the whole human race, drag the earth off to some blameless place for some nameless purpose. But as this thing... As to this thing, we have just sent back what leaf raised it from a terrible part in doings that were, that were to come. Great grew fast and big, 
For the same reason that Watley Wilbur grew fast and big. It beat him because it was a greatest share out in the sideness in it. It never didn't need the arsenal. How Wilt Billy's called it out the air. Didn't call it he didn't call it out. It was his twin brother. But it looked like looked more like the father than he did. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.